Welcome back to Rad Dads, a podcast where I, Micah Sherman, interview some of the coolest dads I know who have a big heart for their families and an even bigger love for Jesus. Today's episode, I have the privilege of interviewing one of my dearest friends who is an expectant dad to be in a few months. Our verse of the episode is brought to you by Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Grab your coffee. Let's get started. Welcome back to the second episode of Rad Dads. I am uh, so stoked to be able to interview one of my really good friends today. Um, and if you listen to the first episode, um, you heard that we do the scouting report. So I'll do my homework on my friend. Um, and most of I knew, but there was other things I didn't know that he maybe doesn't know. Oh, no. So we'll find out. Um, so, and just wanted to say, if you guys haven't listened to the first episode with Brett McCracken, author of, um, the wisdom period, period, the wisdom pyramid, <laughs> not the that's wisdom period. Different. That might, that's something else. yeah, that's a different podcast. Don't Google that. We won't Google that. Um, and, uh, hipster Christianity. Um, so we had a good time. think you'd enjoy it. So here we go. Scouting report. And then I'll officially in- introduce you. Um, so, uh, Scott report for Andrew is, uh, he is the director of internal development at control air enterprises, LLC. Did I get that? You got that. Okay. Bachelors in Christian studies and global studies. He is a worship leader, deacon at his church. Are you still a deacon? I'm still, you an elder I'm still a deacon. I'm not an elder yet. Okay. I'm still a deacon. Verify that. All right. Uh, some of his gifts and talents include motorcycle building, whittling, um, cooking, dancing, singing, guitar playing. He's a co-lip sync battle contestant with me in the past (laughs) and can pretty much teach himself just about anything he puts his mind to. A Swiss army knife of men. I really liked that. Wow. Um, And we've known each other for how many years? Uh, 14. You got it? Yeah. That was, that was fast. Well, we were just talking about our, no- our 10 year reunion. Oh, that so. made it easy turn. I set you up. Um, but that last thing, Andrew, I was just saying, um, so Andrew Sher, Sher, welcome to the, uh, Rad Dad's podcast. Great to be here. Thanks for being at the sec- on the second episode. Um, and I was thinking one of the, something that I really admire about you, Andrew, is your gift of not only learning something, a skill or knowledge, but like retaining it. And there is my daughter's toy keyboard. This episode is brought to you by Fisher Price. Not an official sponsor, <laughs> but open to it. You might have. That was really like. Duh. That was a C chord. Okay, here we go. No big deal. Um, yeah, uh, you were really good at like. Learning something and retaining it like mm-hmm. nobody I know, um, whether it be a you know a song and lyrics like to a T movie or skills like you know just building a motorcycle. Wow, yeah, it's really kind of you, Micah. That's I feel, true. you know, I feel like your podcast is taking a big step in the wrong direction, man. Going from <laughs> Brett McCracken, esteemed author <laughs> and elder. And no, 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 no. You're a Swiss Army knife of men. So here we go. Um, I also asked your wife to give me four characteristics okay. that describe you. All right. There's probably more, but I asked her to give four. Okay. And so she said that you are fun, faithful, wise, and teachable. 
Well, she's a fan of you. She's a, she's a keeper. Yeah. I hope, yeah, you should definitely keep her. Yeah. And she should keep you. Yeah. Okay. Done. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's get into um, the interview. Um, Andrew, could you kind of just tell us a little bit? I told everyone a bit about you outside of your home, but tell us who you are at home. Yeah. Who am I at home? Um, that's a great question. I like, like I said, I like to learn a lot of stuff. I would love to say that I'm a reader. I'm not a great reader. Um, I'm a listener and I constantly feel guilty about that, but, um, yeah, I like learning. So I listen to a lot of things. I watch a lot of YouTube. I have a list of projects that's <laughs> 10 times longer than I can ever get to. Who am I? I'm a hobbyist, Micah. You are. You know, there's people who have this like deep drive to like justify their existence and to like make an impact mm-hmm. on a world. Like if, if I could go back in time and I was just like an independently wealthy lord in England, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be like discovering elements. I think I would honestly just be like riding around the countryside, hunting foxes, playing golf, throwing, throwing some... You have hunt, hunted rabbits. I have, yeah. I've heard stories of I don't your know. hunts with rabbits. I don't know what California will do if they hear this podcast. Yeah. We won't discuss any more about that. None of that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, no, we have, a, we have a dog that we love to play with, love to hang out with my wife. We love watching movies and talking and tackling <laughs> projects together. And, uh, yeah. Cool. And you're, uh, you have something you're kind of expecting, right? Yeah. So something my big. kid... Mikey asked me to be on this podcast and I was like, I'm, I'm not, I'm only a dad of a, of a baby in a belly. That's right. <laughs> At this point, I don't how know. How old is that baby? I don't know how I'm supposed to say that. A baby in a belly. The baby in a belly. That baby <laughs> in the belly is, uh, is 25 weeks. 25 weeks. Yeah. Okay. So it means you have how much? Because I, I should know this, but how much longer? <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't really understand how this whole 40 weeks thing <laughs> By the time we found out we were pregnant, supposedly it was already four weeks. So right. here's what I do know. Mm-hmm. Our due date is April uh, 22nd. Okay. So, so about yeah. like three months? Yeah. Yeah. Three and a half months. Three and a half months. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, you are the, the time. I'm not panicking. You're, so, you're yeah. panicking. No, no, no. We're not <laughs> panicking here. It's coming close, but uh, you got some time here. Um, so the title of the episode is expectant dad. Cause you're expecting I am a yeah. child, a newborn baby. Um, can you share just kind of a little bit of your guys' story from, um, you know, before getting pregnant, getting pregnant and, and kind of now where you're at, um, with you and your wife, um, only a few months away and how, how's that kind of been the ups and downs of that? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think. I think everyone who has a child has has a story and has a journey as to how they got to that point. And they range so much. You know, I think of friends who I'm close with who um, went through, you know, several years of trying hmm. before getting pregnant. I think of friends who um, found out that they were pregnant and lost children and just hmm. the absolute devastation that comes with that. And uh, I think... For Michaela and I, our story was we got married and said, hey, we're going to take, you know, three years, just enjoy 
being married mm-hmm. and and then we'll kind of talk about it at that point and a little over a year um into our marriage covid hit which throws a wrench into everybody's yeah. life <laughs> yeah threw the world <laughs> on its head and um you know wasn't exactly a moment in time where everyone was like man let's bring a baby into this yeah. world and so um took us a, a little bit more time and a little bit more just sort of journeying and wrestling through i think um you kind of get to that point in your marriage where you don't have kids and people start, you know, poking and prodding and going mm-hmm. like, Hey, you know, when are kids coming? And I think we were, mm-hmm. we were pretty close to that point. Um, a friend said it well, it was actually Kira Brett's mm-hmm. wife, you know, where she talked about, um, why, like, why are you pestering them? Like they, like they love, mm-hmm. they love yeah. their life. They love each other. And I think for the most part, that really was our story is, even up into the point of becoming pregnant was like, man, I don't feel like we're um, pursuing a child out of lack. I feel like we really do love each other. We love our life. We love our Mm -hmm. community. We love our friends. We love our commitments. Um, And so the process of, of deciding to pursue a family was, was a pretty long process for us. I think I was probably ready faster than Michaela. Mm -hmm. Um, and so even in that, there was different points. I think one of the biggest fights we'd ever had was about like just being on different pages around mm. kids and yep. timing and misunderstanding each other's desires there. And um, yeah, I think it was a lot of just processing, waiting, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, and, and some prayer as well. I think I mean, Michaela has has a ton of these stories but just to share one like in the lead up to us beginning to pursue a family Michaela was kind of constantly in the state where she was like man I'm just laying out the fleece in front of God to say mm, yep like should we do this is this okay like am I going to be okay is our life going to be okay is our child going to be okay there's so many unknowns that enter the picture when you begin mm. to to pursue a family and just the kind of the scariness that can come with that and one day she was praying and she was like, God, if this, you know, like if, if we can pursue this and I'm going to be okay and our family's going to be okay, like, just give me a sign. And we were supposed to go to the driving range with a friend that, um, night. And she was like, just like, show me a pink golf ball, at the driving range, a pink, a pink, pink, golf, pink ball. golf ball. She didn't tell me, okay. she was like, show me a pink golf ball. And then we didn't end up even going to the driving range. The next day, one of my good friends, Michael, like out of nowhere, called us up and was like, hey, I like have a tea time with a friend, but mm-hmm. we have two open spots. Do you and Michaela want to come? Mm-hmm. So we went, we got to the first hole and I shanked it way off into the bushes. And I went tromping out to go find my ball and mm-hmm. couldn't find it, but I found a pink golf ball. No way. And like came back to the <laughs> green and like threw it to Michaela and was like, here, it's pink. And you still didn't know. Yeah, I had no idea at that point. And and she was like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, I don't get it. But, yeah, and I mean, I think that's one story. I think Mm -hmm. we probably have eight or nine different stories like that. Of Of just kind of confirmation and peace going forward. Yeah, and I I think for Michaela where it really kind of landed, and she's so much better at telling, telling this story than I am, but it was just this point of recognizing, like, man, the the Lord gives us, he gives us the ability to make decisions. Hmm. And, hmm. you know, he's, he had sort of 
um, spoken to her enough to say like, Hey, you know, in everything that comes, I'm going to be with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but had also just kind of convicted her in her heart, like, Hey, I've given you, um, yeah, just the will and the ability to make a decision and mm-hmm. to walk through that and to own it. And right. so, um, that kind of clicked for her and, uh, we decided to, to pursue a family and, and I think two months later found out that we were pregnant. So oh, like I said, <laughs> so many different stories. Yeah. Um, I know so many people who've really wrestled with that phase mm-hmm. of, of, um, pursuing a family, but for us, it was really like a lot of lead up and waiting sure. through whether or not we wanted it. And then, mm-hmm. and then, uh, here we are. Yeah. I like how you said, um, I think a lot of people and, you know, every story is different and unique to itself, but a lot of people sometimes will pursue growing a family and getting pregnant out of kind of pressure Mm -hmm. and, or, or out of lack is what you said. And, uh, I feel like that you guys have, I think you guys have enjoyed like your marriage so far up, up until now. And like, I think that you guys have really tried to be present in that season from an outsider's perspective and, and I've walked, asked those questions probably with people and with God. Okay, Lord, is it now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe a little bit anxious, but also excited and a mix of everything. Um, but I, I like that you said that cause I think it's important to ask yourself, are we doing this because we're, we feel like we're lacking something yeah. or are we doing this because yeah, like we feel ready mm-hmm. and, uh, not pressured, but we're, we want to start a family. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm so, it's so easy for me to get focused on, you know, what's next mm-hmm. and whether that's the next thing that I want to yep. learn <laughs> or the next project. And I feel like something that the Lord has just taught me over the last season, really through COVID has just been kind of this idea that, you know, even in the physical world, fruit is seasonal. Mm-hmm. And we don't really experience that, you know, with our supply chains and, and figuring out how to grow Mm -hmm. and import fruit from around the world any time of the year. But, you know, strawberries grow in a season and Mm -hmm. oranges grow in a season and they don't grow in every season. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like the Lord has really been teaching me how to enjoy the fruit that grows in Mm -hmm. each season. It's so easy, whether you're single or whether you're uh, dating or engaged Mm -hmm. or married I'm sure with kids, like, I'm sure you could, you could teach me a lot about that. Just Mm. how easy it is to like walk past the fruit of that season and be for sure like, (laughs) uh, unsatisfied with it. And like, but I want, but I want what grows in the next season. Right. Yeah. But just learning to like savor what's in front of you. Oh yeah. I feel like that's the challenge of life. (laughs) Just enjoying the present. And it's so hard because everybody else and you feel like this cultural, like, but just you know, it's the future and it's what you don't have uh, or it's the past. Like, and the, you know, like I feel like God is so much in the present. That's where he is. That's where he moves and that's where he works. And so what's the, like where you're at right now with your Mm -hmm. two kids, right? Cause, um, remind me their ages. So Pax is what under you? Pax is, uh, like a year and a half. half? Yep. And then Logan will be four this month. Okay. So, um, the challenge for us is like, 
you know, like, man, I can't wait till they go to bed, <laughs> you know, and it's a real, like, it's a reality. Like we yeah. are, we look forward to that. Cause that's like me yeah. and Cosmo's time to, to connect and to catch up. And, um, but yeah, like really trying throughout the day, like, you know, coming home from work, like, all right, I get this time to be with my kids yeah. before they go to bed, you know, during the week. And then making sure the weekends too, like I'm getting that special time with them. Uh, and it's easy to forget and to plan like our already calendar, like, like our calendar is already filling up so much. And like, yeah. we're like constantly like, Hey, do we need to kind of backpedal here? And you know, less is more quality over quantity. So you got some good stuff on that calendar. Uh, yep. There's uh, I, I didn't draw everything. Um, but, uh, some I didn't draw, actually, I didn't draw anything. Some of those, <laughs> I don't even know what they are, but I'm like, that looks like, like a little good time. octopus people that Logan's added on there. Okay. Yeah, she's okay. not allowed to draw anywhere else, but she, she was allowed yeah. to draw there. <laughs> February 1st is going to be a big day. Watch out, world. <laughs> Whatever that is. Um, cool. Uh, best advice you guys have been given um, in this season as you are preparing for the baby to be? Yeah. And that's a good question. I've I've been kind of surprised by um or maybe it's the worst advice. <laughs> well, I no, like I I feel like I've been surprised by how little advice mm. um we've gotten. Um I, I when we were married it was like everybody in the world had advice, you know, mm-hmm. like we have this story about we had porta potties at our wedding cuz they were uh-huh. outside and right. There was like this lady at the at the porta potty rental place who just gave us this like fifteen minute monologue about Lucky you. Our advice about the wedding and she got really stern with me and told me to be sober and I was like, I don't know you, but she yes, had, of course. Like the lady's got a story yeah. to tell. She's got a story. <laughs> she told you. She, I think she told she most told people <laughs> who came through that porta potty rental place. But uh yeah, I don't I I'm thinking about it and I'm like, I don't know that we've gotten a ton of advice. Um, I think there's been like different people who are like, uh, tentatively strong in their conviction uh-huh. around everything from right. sleep training yeah. to right. mm-hmm. all the practicals. So, right. um, I, I don't know. I have a great answer. For that. Right. Well, I know I'm that sorry. you, I know that like, and I don't know if this is somebody who's told you, but like the fact of just enjoying your season, yeah, like for sure is I think important in everyone. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, cool. We'll move on to the next question. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, I'm excited to hear about this one. Cause I think that, okay. um, All right. this is a good one. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, you know, you and your wife, I'm sure have talked about, you know, um, becoming parents and it's a speeder, bittersweet change yeah. that involves, you know, a sweet baby, but also means sacrificing more of your time, energy, hobbies. Talk about hobby, your guy of hobbies. Um, what would you say to people that maybe really want to start a family, but are struggling with the idea of kind of giving up your me time, those hobbies, poten- potential kind of dreams, goals, mm-hmm. um, as they start a family and they're kind of, you know, anxious of like, do I have to give up these things or, um, that's kind of stopping them, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I don't know that there's a blanket answer. Mm -hmm. Um, 
kind of like we talked about earlier, I think, I think that each one of us is on a journey individually and with our spouses. And if you're walking, you know, in faith with the Lord as well. And so I think sometimes we can, uh, at least I'll speak for myself. I know I can, sometimes I can just sort of, um, turn off certain channels or Mm -hmm. questions or thoughts or compartmentalize and, um, and and sometimes that's okay. You know, you put something down and you pick it back up and Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I think it, I think it looks different for a lot of people. I think for us, we kind of reached a point. Um, I think for each of us, the Lord had stuff that he was, he was convincing us of Mm. his, of his goodness and and really of his design, you know, Um, that man, God has, God has made us um, with the potential to bring life into the Mm. world. And that actually is part of our, calling Mm -hmm. um is to be people who you know are fruitful and multiply Mm -hmm. and bring forth generations and raise them up and teach them how to to love and obey and and to be you know his anointed ones and to bring peace and so i think i think it really started for us to some degree around kind of this concept of of you know calling and inheritance you know and felt Mm -hmm. like man, what would it, what would it look like to, what would it look like to raise a family that, you know, puts down roots and has their own, Mm -hmm. you know, spiritual inheritance. Yeah. We, we go to and serve at Southlands Mm -hmm. in Brea and our pastor Alan Frau, you know, a couple of years ago was talking about this idea of California calling and it can be kind of um, in vogue uh, to point out, you know, California shortcomings of which mm. they're admittedly, yeah. you know, there's a lot mm-hmm. and there, there kind of is everywhere, but actually he was sort of challenging people to say, hey man, what is, what does it look like to have a concept of calling to right. this place that God's placed you in? Great question. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody I, has a mass exodus out of California. Yeah. And I, and, and I, I, I get it. You know, yeah. I've, I have family that's left. I understand, you know, everything from cost of living to concerns mm-hmm. about how the state's being run yeah. all those things. But um, for us, man, we just really felt this, this sort of moment where we felt like God was like, no, like this is home, mm. this is home and their roots. And so for us, it kind of, it kind of, the question of kids almost came out of that mm. um, and just sort of pondering like, man, what, what would it look like to, to have an inheritance yeah. in, in California and for people to come to know him through our family yeah. and through our kids and kind of almost as an act of faith. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, we're going to stay here. And we're as a, <laughs> as an act of that, like we're going to start family. Yeah. And I think out of that, like there were things that, you know, God needed to speak to each of us and convince us that he was going to be good to us and mm-hmm. faithful to us. And, you know, I, I have a pretty vivid memory of, um, being, being in church on a Sunday morning and, uh, was just worshiping and kind of out of nowhere it was it was like i just felt the lord just kind of speak to me in my heart and just say like hey i'm i'm gonna take care of you guys Mm. i'm gonna provide for you guys like Mm. you're gonna have enough you know and and it was like that thing where you didn't know that was a question that you were asking but it hit you in such a way that you you know you just kind of melt under under the Mm. the weight of god's (laughs) voice and under his kindness and wasn't like an audible voice, audible voice or anything like that, right. but just was this 
was just sort of his presence with me and was mm. so I, I had I had my own things and Michaela had her own things but um, I think we kind of reached this point where we felt like um, where we felt like someone was was missing mm. you know in our family and I've heard other parents describe it that way you know mm. where they reach a point where they're you know whether they have no kids or two mm. kids where they're like no there's someone else missing in our family mm. and we really love our life, really love our friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we admittedly don't have a ton of margin, you know, I think, I think most days or nights we're doing something. Mm-hmm. And so to say yes to right, bringing, yeah. bringing a child into our family means, you know, that there's going to be things that we have to say no to. Sure. Yeah. And that, that kind of speaking to that question of, mm-hmm. you know, the wrestling with it, but I think we kind of hit a point where like, man, it feels like, feels like someone's missing hmm. in our family and in yeah. our home. And so that's cool. I love, I just love how much you guys have brought God into this process and like, just, you know, through a lot of prayer and asking questions like, Hey, God show us a sign. And it just sounds like, like God has really been gentle with you guys mm. and directing you of like the perfect timing and like, Hey, like this is a good thing. Hey, California is where I want you guys to be, um, which he could have said something opposite too, of like, Hey, I want you to move. Yeah. He still can, but right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like inviting God into that, like he's going to show you when, Yeah, (laughs) and I think we forget that sometimes that like God, God wants to help you. He wants to like direct you. Um, but he's not a, he's a gentleman. Like he's not going to often push. <laughs> like he wants you to ask, yeah. he wants his kids to ask so that like that, you know, kind of advice would be wanted. Yeah. Um, oftentimes. And, and just to like dissuade any myths of like us being super spiritual or really sure. good yeah. at praying yeah, and yeah. stuff. Like I sort of look back and I'm like, man, I, I really should have been praying more or mm. I, even through this, you know, this season is mm preparing i'm like man i i you know we're we're praying for him we're praying for our soon-to-be son and we're talking about him but you know there's entire weeks where we go by and we're like oh my gosh now he's now he's 25 weeks yeah we like i didn't even pray for him last week you know know. and so uh, just like for for any dads listening that would be like oh no you know Mm -hmm. or any soon-to-be dads that feel like you're not praying Mm -hmm. enough i think the moral of the story at least Michaela and I's story is less about our own spirituality sure. and our own mm-hmm. uh, fervor or prayer and really is more just about God's kindness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that, that would be the, that'd be the takeaway for me. Like, Hey, yeah. um, you know, like God is going to be kind to you mm. on your journey. And that doesn't mean that everyone's going to be free from suffering. I'm sure that, uh, you know, my family will have our own fair share mm-hmm. of suffering. We live in a fallen and broken world, and that's yeah. a reality. But, but God is going to be kind to you, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what I hope. That's what I hope people take away. That's yeah. what the Lord yeah, is teaching sure. me, and I'm sure I'm going to need to draw on that yeah. in the future. You will. Yeah, I promise. <laughs> I promise you will. <laughs> there will be drawing on him often, <laughs> praying without ceasing. <laughs> You're like, oh, you're going to pray. You're going to pray. You'll be on your knees. (laughs) (laughs) Begging for help from the Lord. Just kidding. But not really. Like, you know, you need a lot of prayer. Um, 
Okay, a little bit lighter question. Okay. All right, we're going right. to get a little bit out of deep end. Come yeah. On. We can take the floaties off. Um, do you, one, do you know anything on your baby registry? And what, and if you do, what are you most excited for? That's a great question. Get? I do, I do know things about <laughs> All right, baby good. registry. My wife, uh, Michaela, really likes to feel supported, which means that I, I support her mm-hmm. by listening to her read the list to me. Okay. And I don't understand what half of the things sure. are for. Yeah. But you want those baby wipe warmers. Is that a thing? It's a thing. Oh, I don't know about that thing. You don't need them. Okay. Continue. Cool. cool. Good <laughs> to know. Um, you know, I'm a sucker for a good stroller, you know? Mm. Like when you watch when you watch a dad at the park, you know? Yeah. And he like just effortlessly right. pops the kid out of his yeah. seat and he, he grabs the stroller with like one arm and uh-huh. just like shakes it somehow. Yeah. It pops. Yeah. Yeah. It like pops, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think, I think. Probably stroller. Okay, it's on there. Yeah, there's some fancy strollers out there, man. They there just are keep dude. getting more. They're like little transformers. There's some fancy everything, man. We were looking at and and decision fatigue. Decision fatigue. Decision oh, yeah. fatigue mm-hmm. is real. Yeah, you know? I'm sure. I'm sure it only gets worse. Yeah, <laughs> as your yeah. child <laughs> grows. But man, decisions about um, what kind of what kind of bottles. Yeah. You know? And then and then you suddenly have to like get a PhD on mm-hmm. like, nipple confusion. Yeah. Things that like you never thought no. you'd we were be, looking, need to be a professional. We were looking at these bottles yesterday and like I thought we had settled bottles. Like yeah. I was like, Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Target. Friends, yeah. Up you know? and up, we're good. Yeah. Great. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't know. And then and then all of a sudden this like out of left field, this article comes in, you know, on baby list or whatever about nipple confusion and like how yeah. your baby's going to get confused and how you need the right one. And you're like, there's huh. 17 different versions. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, the list, the list, the <laughs> list is long. The list is confusing. Yeah. Stroller. But finally. Stroller is number one. Yeah. That's a good thing to be excited for, though. Cause, yeah. You know, what, like well, what, what was the, what was the best thing that oh, you guys got? Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, <laughs> a um, a nail clipper with a little LED light bulb on it, like a flashlight wow. nail clipper. We use it all the time. Well, when we when we clip their their nails, wow. Um, because you try clipping a kid's nails when they're like awake. You know, you got to do it in the dark when they're asleep or with a bottle. It's wow. a little tip for you. Yeah. Wow. Because it's just tears if you know try and yeah. clip it when they're. They don't want you to hold them, mm. their, you know, their hands and everything. I'm just so. picturing, like, putting the kid to sleep, getting out yeah. my, like, backpacking right. yeah, headlamp yeah. with, like, the that. red. Yeah. Like, you know, so it doesn't wake him up. But yeah. all just in a little clipper. Yeah. Wow. And you don't need the baby wipe, baby wipe warmers. No. Okay. Kids don't realize the temperature. That was, that was my advice given to me was, oh, got to get that. But I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. And then... You don't need them. I feel like, you know, when we got married, that's kind of the only other, you know, big registry type thing I have to compare it to. But yeah, right. I remember there being certain people in our life that was like, you got to register for China. Like find China. Yeah. And being like, why? Exactly. I don't know. We did it. Start. We didn't. We didn't do that. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know. Maybe some people still do. I don't right. know. But it feels like that same thing, you know? Yeah. Where there's stuff that you're like, 
man, we probably we probably need that, right? Yeah. And then I'm like, we're gonna get this thing, and it's gonna sit. Yeah. In the closet. Right. For two years, mm-hmm. and then, and then we're gonna give it to someone. Yeah. But the good thing is, when you get stuff, you can always, you know, return it. It's true. Um, so it's there's true. no there's no no pressure there. It's true. We started getting some hand me down baby clothes this oh, week. There you go. Which is great. Love yeah, that. For the win. Weird man. It's weird to yeah. just like see this little outfit. And go oh, like, just wait. It's awesome. Oh, there's gonna be yeah my child in that. I know little baby boy, little Andrew. Um. All right, now we're getting a little deeper. Okay. Not super deep. Do I need like the floaties again? You might or? want to get one of them. Okay. You might just want one of them. <laughs> what has supporting your wife looked like in this season? You mentioned listening to the baby registry is one. Are there any others? <laughs> <laughs> that is the question, right? Supporting it. What is supporting your wife? You know, like it's season? funny, Micah, because... Getting your pickles in the middle of the night. I don't know if she's had any cravings. She hasn't. She okay. hasn't. We talk about that a lot, actually. She had she had probably like a week and a half of of like severe cravings during the first trimester, and it was Taco Bell. Okay. And so I was very supportive. Yeah, I know you're a Taco Bell yeah. guy. She was like, "Oh, I don't know," and I was like, "We're going." Yeah. <laughs> don't need We're, any This reason. is about you. This yeah. is about me. Too. All about this you, isn't babe. because I want. All I about want you, a babe. French wraps, yeah. <laughs> Made out of Doritos. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very supportive when it comes to her cravings, you know. Yeah. I'm all about that. Um, no, it's a good question. I think it it's interesting because and I've you know, I've heard I've heard people say this in the past, but it, it just doesn't ever click until you're in those shoes. I can this is gonna sound terrible, but I can go like a full day, even two days. Mm-hmm. And like it's not until like I'm, you know, getting up in the morning and I'm watching Michaela like roll over mm-hmm. and like press yeah. herself up then I'm like why is she getting up oh that's right yeah. that's right like she has she's growing a baby, baby you know there, yeah <laughs> and and she's she's a stud she's an absolute stud and so yeah. like uh it there's nothing happening for me physically and so oh, I yeah. think it is a bit of a discipline to like to remember that mm. like her, yeah, and, and her world is changing before mine is, you know. Mm-hmm. Mine is going to change drastically, but mm-hmm. hers is already in that process in a way that mine right. isn't. Um, and so, yeah, I think Supportive has just been trying to figure out, um, yeah, trying to figure out where she feels. Um, usually for, for my wife, it'd be, uh, it'd be fear. Mm. where she feels afraid and then figuring out how to help bring support and mm. resources into that. So, I mean, even, even, um, this week, you know, we were talking about birthing methods and natural versus, sure. oh, yeah. you know, more decision <laughs> fatigue. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we, we've been taking classes at, uh, at our hospital. So we, uh, are doing that. And she was just like, man, I feel like I need more than that. Mm. And so, um, even just finding, you know, okay, where where's more resource? Sure. And so, I feel like those have been been some of the ways. And um, yeah, I think everyone's everyone's different. Um, like I said, Michaela's a stud, and she isn't isn't super vocal mm. always about sure discomfort or pain or or those things. And so, just learning to be attentive and right, present right, to yeah. like 
asking yeah. questions that she's not asking that she probably needs you to ask <laughs> so that she can be loved. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm learning there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Those are good things though. Um, I feel like for me and Cosmo is just, I mean, similar is like, you know, we're always oftentimes uh, as a husband, you're like, Mr. Fix it. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this is what's wrong. Yeah, I'm going to tell you how to fix it. All right. <laughs> and oftentimes it's, they don't even want a solution. They just want you to listen. Yeah. And that's, that's all. I feel like that'll always be hard for me. Dad, husbands, dads is like, man, I just need to listen. Yeah. Sometimes not even give any advice. Yeah. Which is love by listening. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, we're almost there. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, I think you like this one. What are you most looking forward to as you enter dadhood? Mm. That's a good question. Little baby boy comes into the world. Maybe initial things, maybe some things as he gets older. Yeah. There's so much. I mean, I think I'm looking forward to just leaning into to dadhood, mm-hmm. you know? Popping uh, that stroller. Out. Popping that stroller. <laughs> I think uh, there's a lot of parents that I respect a ton who just, like, find a way mm-hmm. to just, like, keep doing the stuff mm-hmm. that they love and care about. I mean, you guys sure. you guys are that way. Just figuring out, like, yeah, okay, if, if we, you know, if we love as a family being active, how do we do that together right, with yeah. a baby? You know, how mm-hmm. do we bring them along in that? And so I think just thinking about, you know, all of the things that we already do and enjoy mm-hmm. and just figuring out like how to yeah. add a plus one. Mm-hmm. And I know that may seem naive. I'm sure there's, you know, you're, you're like, yeah, there's some stuff you're just um, not going to do. But you're right. You're totally right. Cause like there's things that are priorities in your life and your marriage and your family yeah. that you want to continue. And it could be easy to like, all right, well, we're, we're done with yeah. everything. <laughs> we'll just lock ourselves Never in leaving. But you're, yeah. you're going to keep doing what you want. Uh, but it's important to talk through those things. Like yeah. whether it's being active or church or yeah. friends, you know, like um, those are good conversations to have. Yeah. 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 I'm admittedly not, I'm not super great with babies. So that, that'll be a learning curve with me. But man, like once a kid hits like a year and a half. Yeah. I love, mm-hmm. love the toddler stage. So oh, just yeah. thinking That's about fun. running around with my little boy and yeah. playing with him and mm-hmm. teaching him how to kick a ball and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, so yeah, it is fun. Um, even when they start to smile, that was for me, it was like, man, it, I don't, I'm not getting any feedback. As soon as, <laughs> as soon as Logan starts smiling, I was like, okay dad's here i can do something now yeah. and like you know trying to make her laugh and that's for me that's where it felt like it started it was yeah like, okay dad's here like you're recognizing me maybe a little yeah. bit at least my my voice or yeah. something um but i feel like honestly like my favorite stage is like like the next stage for me it's mm. like every state like what i'm trying to say is it keeps getting better so as you start with a baby, like it honestly just get it gets better and better. And it gets harder. <laughs> like for sure in different ways it gets harder and harder. But it get it also gets better and better and deeper and more fun and uh it's a blast, man. 
It's a blast. It's a roller coaster, but it's a blast. Excited, man. It's yeah. it's weird. I was thinking about this week, just how maybe maybe this is just a me thing. You'll have to tell me if mm-hmm. you were this way too. Yep. But like when you picture yourself in the next season of life, you mm-hmm. always picture like the the ideal version sure. of yourself yeah. you know like somehow you're taller yeah. like your yeah, teeth you are your wider haircut. yeah yeah, yeah you, you smell good like you never have any like back of the neck you know yeah. scragglies never. you know and uh-huh. like you just picture like that version yeah. of yourself mm-hmm. and then you like get to this phase in life whether that's you know whatever marriage or mm-hmm. kids or you know giving away your kids in marriage or yeah. whatever it is you know mm-hmm. and you're like oh i'm still me yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm exactly feel the same. Yeah, I'm exactly the me that uh, I've put in the work to be at this point. And right, so yeah. they, I feel like stepping in is both super exciting, but there's also like that um there's also like that sobering moment too mm-hmm. where you're like, Oh, I've always said like this is the dad that I wanna be. Mm. And now is the time where I actually yeah. have to, like, grow into <laughs> those is, shoes. Now I, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. I should be Superman, but yeah. I don't no. feel like Superman. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, totally. I I just, it came to my mind that I, I think it was, I think it was Rich Baker that gave us this, like, little analogy of, like, just my encouragement to you as you go through, like, in starting Give uh, it to me. your family. Uh, is that God's grace is in everything and starting with baby poop. Mm. God's grace is so good. So baby poop. All right. Dads, listen in. <laughs> Starts out by not smelling. Wow. Easy to clean up. Like it's, it's weird. It's just goo, black yeah. goo, but it's just easy clean up. Doesn't smell yet. What was that? Merconium. Well done. Yeah, you already that... know you're going to be a great dad. Working on it. <laughs> You know what the black goo is called. And then as they get older and, you know, like they start having food and stuff, the poop starts getting more complex. But you know what? God is preparing you yeah. each step of the way to be to, to be ready for the smelly poop and wow. to be ready for the blowouts. Mm. You're not there yet. You're no. not ready for the blowouts, but you will be because yeah. God's grace is, is in every step of the way seen through the analogy of baby poop. It's really... It's a really great way to look at it. The other way to look at it is like as a real bait and switch, you know? Uh-oh. Oh, no, where it just starts. Yeah, you're like, see how easy this yeah. is going to be? And then, yeah. But we're not going to look at it that we're way. We're not. We're going to start no. with the first diaper. Yeah. Diaper wow. one. A journey of a thousand footsteps starts yeah. with one diaper. With one Snuggie. No, it's... not Snuggie. Snuggie. Are they... Pampers? I don't know. You're the dad. I should know this. A snuggie. No, that's a that's one of those blankets you wear. We'll just say a pamper. Pamper diaper. So there you go. Yeah. This podcast is not yet sponsored by Pampers. Yeah. But <laughs> Rad Dads is open to it. Rad, we are open. We are open to sponsors. Um, Andrew, would you mind praying? Um, this will be kind of like a, a a routine for this podcast is having the guests if you're okay with it. You can say, no, I'll do it. Um, uh, Pray for the dads that are kind of in your spot right now. um, And maybe even the dads that are coming before that your spot um, as they enter dadhood and uh, thinking about your experience and where they might be at. So if you would be willing to pray for them and kind of close this out, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd love to. 
Father, I pray for um, all the dads that I know and all the dads that I don't know who are in this journey of becoming fathers. And uh, I pray for those who their journey has been longer. Maybe it's been marked by disappointment or loss. Um, I pray that even them, Lord, you would convince them of your goodness and your faithfulness, Lord. I pray that for each dad listening, wherever they find themselves in this process of fatherhood, um, that even as they listen to this podcast, they would just be reminded um, that you are good, that you're good, that you're going to take care of them, that you're going to provide for each one of us and give each one of us what we need. And for all of the new fathers like myself that are stepping into just all of these new concepts and ideas and decisions, I pray especially that they would just be met in this moment by your Holy Spirit Mm. and that they would just be um, convinced that you um, will be enough for them, that you will be enough for their wife, for their spouse, um, for them, for their kids, that you would convince them of your goodness um, and that you will be good to them on this journey called fatherhood. In Jesus' name, amen. Two episodes in and many more to come. If you like this episode, share it with a dad you know that you feel could use some encouragement. We are both now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you follow us on Spotify, hit that notification bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you follow us on Apple Podcasts and you like the episode, leave a five-star review and follow our show as we continue this journey of fatherhood. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you guys next month in the upcoming episode of Brad Dads.